Bienvenido. Ahora está escuchando el Paseo Podcast, donde destacamos las historias de, por y para la comunidad puertorriqueña. You are listening to the Paseo Podcast, where we highlight stories by, from, and about the Puerto Rican community. My name is Joshua Smyzer de Leon, and I want to thank you for downloading this episode. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are streamed, give this podcast a like and subscribe to it. It makes a world of difference. We started this podcast as a way to bring attention to the diverse and vibrant stories that make up the Puerto Rican communities here in Paseo Boricua in Chicago and around the world. From La Isla to the Diaspora, we hope you enjoy what you hear. On today's episode of the Paseo Podcast, we're going to be talking about COVID-19. You may also know it as coronavirus. This virus has impacted our daily lives significantly. There is a lot of information out there on what the virus is and the preventative measures you can take. So make sure you are accessing information from trustworthy news sources. What we know for a fact is that COVID-19 is very contagious, so we all need to do our part and practice social distancing. If we need to be around people, then there should be at least six and a half feet between you and others. By doing this, we can flatten the curve, which means we can slow the spread of the virus so that we don't overwhelm our healthcare system. Where things stand now, there are simply not enough health workers and supplies to go around to meet the demand of people getting sick. If we flatten the curve, then we loosen the strain on our health system. To give you perspective on how concerning things are now, as of this recording, according to the state of Illinois, there are over 2,500 confirmed cases and 26 deaths. According to John Hopkins, globally, there are half a million confirmed cases of COVID-19 and almost 21,000 deaths. In the United States, almost 80,000 confirmed cases and almost 1,200 deaths. The United States just surpassed Italy as the country with the most cases. In fact, it has spread faster here than in any other country. This is a hard time. Social distancing will slow down the virus and save lives, but that comes at a cost. Businesses, workers, students that have their, their schools shut down for the time being, they all take a big hit on this. With layoffs and business closures due to the coronavirus pandemic, we have seen over 3 million unemployment claims in the United States last week alone. So to break this all down within the context of Puerto Rico, I invited freelance journalist Angelica Serrano Roman to join the show. She's been posting daily COVID-19 updates on Twitter as details are released by the Puerto Rico government. In our interview, we mentioned the total cases in Puerto Rico. Keep in mind this interview was recorded on March 24th, at the time, there were 39 confirmed cases in PR. Now, there are 64 on La Isla as of this recording on March 26th. Let's jump into the interview. Malika, welcome to the Paseo Podcast. How are you today? Hi, Joshua. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. What should our audience know about you? I'm a freelance journalist based in Puerto Rico, born and raised. And um, I'm a freelancer uh, for media outlets like Center for Investigative Journalism, CPI in Spanish, and City Latino News, for example, based in Connecticut. Um, I work mostly for print and media outlets. I wrote about community, business, politics, all of that. What made you want to get into journalism? I think that journalism is like a profession when I can do all of the things I like. 
like I wanted to be a writer, but a lawyer and and professor, so I can <laughs> combine that in journalism. I saw on your uh, Twitter account that you noticed that a lot of people weren't covering economics, so you want to add that yeah. to your portfolio.、Um, why economics? Well, first of all, my mom is an accountant, so having <laughs> listening <laughs> a lot of.、Uh, Numbers and、uh, complex terminologies in my life, so yeah, that that's one part. And the other thing is that politics and business are issues that have a direct impact on the communities, and public policy decisions affect citizens. And economy is everywhere. I always say that there's a business behind every story. So in order to understand these complex issues, I took accounting, finance. And economic classes in my university in,、um, in my undergraduate studies, and I recently received an admission letter from NYU,、um, the university award me the resilience scholarship、uh, because you know Puerto Ricans have been experienced to hurricanes, blackouts, earthquakes,、mm-hmm. and now the coronavirus. So、um, hopefully, I will begin my graduate studies in business and economic reporting this fall. Um, but Bunny says, if God allows it, I have to change it to if coronavirus allows it. <laughs> right, right. Well, the coronavirus is altering all of our daily lives.、Um, it's it's a really、uh, scary and almost surreal time. It almost feels like we're living in a dystopian future with the social distancing. But it's all for a, a good purpose. If we could back up a little bit for for people listening. What is COVID nineteen, otherwise known as the coronavirus? Well,、uh, first of all, there's a little difference between both terms. Experts、mm-hmm. have said that coronaviruses are a large group of viruses that cause disease in both animals and humans. But specifically, this novel virus, the COVID,、uh, emerged in seafood market in China in December, and we already know that it's likely spread from no animals to humans. The World Health Organization named it that way because Co stands for Corona, Vi for virus, and D for disease. The big issue with this virus is that it spreads so rapidly, and there's no vaccine to protect people from it. So, exactly,、yeah. what can people do to prevent the virus from spreading in their own daily habits? Well, it's very simple, and experts have been saying it a lot of time.、Um, wash your hands and stay at home. That's the only thing you. Have to do like we are not on vacation,、uh, and people without symptoms can have the virus. So this is simple: wash your hands and stay at home. And to wash your hands for twenty seconds, so that's like singing、yeah. Happy Birthday twice. It's it's very simple. <laughs> yes,、uh, it breaks down the virus. The soap.、Uh, Seeing all that onion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great example. I didn't hear that one. Thank、yeah. you. For, I'm gonna write that、yeah. down. She she started a challenge. Like it's like、um, she sings sings sings.、Um, the, I I don't remember exactly the, the song, but、mm-hmm. it was like oh, vete de mi vida. Like the song like vete vete vete. Like I don't know.、Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Okay, I have, I have to look it up. I will look it up. That's great. If I find it, I'm gonna share it.、And、let's talk about the potential social, physical, economic impact of this virus. How has COVID nineteen impacted Laila? In terms of social impact, we must be aware of mental health. Uh, we have monitoring, for example, the PAS hotline, which is for psychological、uh, help. 
and the government has been informing that the number of calls uh, received um, are up to 300 callers, uh, 100 callers related to the coronavirus. And patients receiving the AMSA services uh, are followed up by telephone. That's why the government is saying. And uh, two days ago, the government reported eight referrals of homeless people with addictions or mental health problems. And very important issue here is that this quarantine uh, can promote violence against women. Mm-hmm. So that's an important issue. We must be following this this issue. And in the other hand, we must wait to know uh, the economic impact. Uh, for now, we will hear a lot of estimates. Like economists are saying a lot of things, a lot of estimates, and so far have heard $5 billion and other economists say $8 billion. Uh, we will not know until the emergency is over, and it depends on the curfew and in the closure of non-essential businesses. Like uh, people believe that the curfew will continue, and I think that is a smart thing to do. Uh, yesterday, uh, Governor Van Vasquez announced the financial aid for some citizens and businesses, but we don't not, we don't have an official document to know the procedures and requirements. Let me be clear. This will not benefit everyone. When she says, for example, like uh, nurses will receive up to $4,000, she says up to. That means that nurses can receive $5, and that's okay. Hmm. So it's case by case. And the department of uh, the DEC in Spanish uh, said today that they will say later the procedures and requirements. So they announced it without the the guidelines to to tell people if they qualify or not. And one thing that is very important is like I, I don't understand uh, why the government is giving public hospitals thirty million dollars but spend two hundred billion millions on tablets and softwares. Like public hospitals will receive. 30 million and uh, tablets and servers uh, uh, for the Department of Education will receive $200 million. So I, I can't understand that. Like, this is an emergency related to health. <laughs> right. Like, we, we, are, we don't really need uh, tablets and servers right now. So, why do you, um, think, and, why do you yeah. think the government released this plan without any specifics? Politics, elections, mm-hmm. <laughs> elections. That was a, a a message. Like she, she. That was very like strategist. Like she was with the two members of the oversight board, the president of the of the oversight board and the secretary director Natalia Resco. Like they were on her side in the message. That was politics. How do you know? Yeah. You've been very good at uh, on your Twitter feed of keeping people up to date on what the government has been putting out. When you look at the number of confirmed cases, you shared a number earlier today that there was 39 positive cases, and yeah. that number only continues to climb. With the yeah. government's plan right now, we touched on it a little bit, but can you go a, a bit deeper? The reason why we don't have many confirmed cases is because we are not making the test that mm-hmm. simple. Uh, as you know, uh, we have 
for now 39 confirmed cases. Um, I know that number is not like the states in the in the U.S., but the government takes too long. Now uh, we do the test in the health department laboratory, but before we had to wait like 120 hours to know the first case of coronavirus because the government sent the test to the CDC in Atlanta. And the, the Puerto Rico government is still testing people with symptoms, which is not responsible. I, as I told you before, um, people without symptoms can spread the, the virus. And um, Vasquez named a task force with doctors because the epidemiologists, uh, the state epidemiologists said false claims and misinformation. Uh, she has no knowledge about uh, this whole situation and she has not been fired. Uh, scientific, public health experts have been saying that she must be fired. Like if you have a tax force with doctors and she's not doing anything, why do you have her in that position? Right. Also, there is a package uh, to prop up the economy, but um, let's see what's happened with that. In terms of what the government has put into place right now, uh, I believe, well, in Illinois, we just announced, our governor just announced what's called a shelter in place. So we stay, we're staying put. We're not supposed to go out unless we're going out for essential items. It's my understanding mm -hmm. that that's the same case for Puerto Rico as well. Yeah, so I, we have a curfew and non-essential business yet. When I was looking online, I saw a bunch of photos of people out partying for spring break and not really respecting the social distancing. Can you speak to people's responses on La Ila to this idea of social distancing? I'm just thinking of you know, Latinx culture of being so social and being so community oriented, uh, yeah. cult culturally, I, I know how are people responding? I know it's very, yeah, I know it's very hard, um, but I have to say that at least my opinion is that the, the people like <laughs> the people that are not following the rules are the older ones. Like oh. young people, yeah, young young people is in their houses taking out their online classes, mm -hmm. and old people are very worried about food because, of course, uh, yeah, they're listening false information and WhatsApp groups, and you know, and they, uh, some people tell them that the, the um, food is gonna run out, and they they run to Sam's and Costco to buy. <laughs> food yeah but toilet uh, paper. <laughs> and i'll never understand the going all out on, on toilet paper but anyway i saw in one of your updates uh, that the government put out that 275 arrests were made and 482 complaints for violating that executive yeah. order um so far yeah. so for now one man arrested and one one uh bar i think uh um the government like uh uh close the 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 entire store the bar and remove the the permit to sell uh, alcohol and that's so scary because at minimum if someone is infected with this virus they can spread it up to two to at minimum two other people yeah so the the director of the tax force said up to 10 wow so at minimum yeah. no wow. at, that's max that's that's that max but okay. like 10 people is a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, no, it's huge. And people mm -hmm. in Puerto Rico have facing a lot of things. 
Like we have been in emergency three years, <laughs> so yeah. we are tired. <laughs> right, a decades-long recession, um, trauma from climate disasters. I mean, it, it it's like Laila can't catch a break. You know, maybe this is an unpopular opinion on my part, but I don't think we're going to be done with social distancing for quite some time. It's my understanding that it takes at least a year or over a year for a vaccine to even be approved and tested properly yeah. before distributing it. And then even then you have to distribute it to the, everybody on the, in the world. So I feel like we could be looking at social distancing for a while. Yes, I agree. Now, the reality is that we must focus in health. Then we will worry about the economics and the business. That's, that's our reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I very much feel like the coronavirus is pressing like fast forward on a lot of societal issues that have been affecting people, especially on Laila. Pretty much everything that impacts our daily lives where there's an imbalance in who has power and who doesn't in a society. I think the coronavirus is kind of hitting fast forward on a lot of these things that we were kind of slowly moving to. Um, healthcare being a big issue. Um, so it's an interesting time. and I don't, I don't think we're going to get a break, but... Um, I'm hopeful that everybody together will be able to kind of unite in a way, even though we don't feel, we don't see the difference and we don't see the virus, we're still making a difference by just staying put, even if we may not ever really see the reward in that. Um, but I think the reward Great. is saving lives. You know, if, if you love your abuela and abuelo and your parents, don't take that for granted, right? Is there anything you feel the U.S. federal government should be doing better to support Puerto Rico during the outbreak? I think that it's not only in this emergency. I think it's ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they can do better. Uh, yep. But for but for now, uh, we must wait the package. That that's my opinion. That we must wait for that. Mm -hmm. Let's see what's happened. But yeah, that if if you ask me. Uh, they have a lot to do for Puerto Rico, but yeah. Yeah, addressing the issue of coronavirus is just scratching the surface. As you know, we are still waiting funds for Hurricane Maria. Right. And you add the earthquakes and now the coronavirus. That is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot that can be addressed to further create a more equitable relationship between the United States and Puerto Rico. But that's another topic for another episode. You cover, yeah. <laughs> you cover a lot of topics. Um, you have a lot of focuses, as you mentioned earlier in the show, and you're writing your journalism. Um, as a freelance journalist, do you have any advice that you'd like to share for any freelance journalists that may be listening? Yes, but mostly for journalists in the mainland that came to Puerto Rico to cover these issues. Um, mm -hmm. We have seen since Hurricane uh, Maria left a lot of journalists that don't have any context about Puerto Rico. And that's very, very important. That like you can come here, write just a story, and, and that's it. Like you have to do follow up and you have to know what, what happened and what's happening right now. So, my advice is to have context. Um, not uh, only reaching out the government, the politics, uh, but talking with the people, like going to the community, um, 
talking with the people. That that's my biggest advice. And are there any journalists that you would recommend as good people to follow as we keep an eye on coronavirus and other issues that uh, Puerto Rico is facing? Um, in Puerto Rico or in, Puerto in the mainland? Rico. In Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, th there's a lot of journalists, but um, I have some friends, for example, uh, Robbie Cortez. He's a freelance journalist based in Puerto Rico, and he writes mostly in Spanish. But I also have a friend, and she writes in English and Spanish. She's uh, Cristina Corujo. You can follow uh, both of them in Twitter. Um, they're excellent, and they have what I told you before, context. Um, and they can inform you in both languages, in Spanish, English, um, any platform. So, yeah, Robbie and Christina. How can people keep up with you? What, what are your social media handles, websites? How can people stay up to date with you? Yeah, um, my name is Angelica, Angelica Serrano, uh, with a zero instead of a O. So Angelica Serrano, and I usually use Twitter. Um, I have this Facebook as well. But I usually like um, give updates in Twitter. So follow me there and you'll be updated with some, everything that happens in Puerto Rico. Great. Angelica, thank you again for being on the show. We appreciate you making the time. Of course. Thank you. Yeah. And I hope you bye make bye. it to New York. Adios. Bye-bye. <laughs> Special thanks to Angelica Serrano Roman for joining the show. We might try to have her on the show again as more COVID-19 updates come out of Puerto Rico. So if you have any follow-up questions, if anything piqued your interest that you want to learn more on, definitely visit the CDC's website. If you have a question for Angelica, feel free to reach out to, to her on social media or reach out to us on our Twitter and Facebook pages at Paseo Podcast. You can also email us, paseopodcast at gmail.com. We'll try and get those answers for you as well. You'll notice our intro sounds very similar to our standard intro, the earthquake relief message for Puerto Rico. I did swap that out for an update here that I have from the Puerto Rican agenda here in Chicago. They received a $25,000 grant and they're going to be using that for two things here in Chicago. The first is activating, and I believe I have the name here right, Cocina Mutua, which is a community meals on wheels. They're partnering with a local restaurant in the city called Nelly's. They're located on Paseo Boricua and have some of the best avena de coco in the city. If you get a chance to come to Chicago or visit Paseo Boricua, they're going to be delivering daily hot lunches for elders, people with disabilities, and Puerto Rico refugees. They're also going to set up an emergency fund for cash transfers to meet the needs of families in emergencies. So maybe that's rent, maybe that's something dealing with health. Uh, they're going to be prioritizing Puerto Rico refugees families who access community as a campus education institutions, PK through 12, and meet eligibility for public resources. So they're, they're still keeping busy amongst all this craziness. Um, I hope you are too. Moving forward in our new normal, and we made the announcement on our Facebook and Twitter pages at Paseo Podcast, but we're switching up our schedule to try and release new episodes every two weeks or so until things get back to normal. So we're going to be trying to do some Zoom calls, uh, we might have a couple bonus episodes coming up. I'm working on one for the census right now. So there will be content. It just won't be as frequent as it was as we adjust to the COVID-19 effect on our everyday lives. Until then, stay safe and healthy out there, everyone. Support one another as best you can. I know this will be a difficult time, 
but we'll get through this together one day at a time. Without our awesome guests, this podcast would not be possible. And without you, our listeners, this would not be possible. So we really appreciate you listening. If you want to reach out to the show, connect with us by visiting our website, baseomedia.org, emailing us at baseopodcast at gmail.com, and following us at baseopodcast on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a tip, want to pitch a story, or send us a compliment, we love to hear from you. Thanks for downloading this episode. Cuídate. We want to take this moment to say thank you again for listening. When you download our podcast or subscribe to the podcast itself, that makes a world of difference. So gracias for taking your time to listen to us. We also want to take this time to thank the sponsor of today's episode. This episode would not be possible without the generous support of the Puerto Rican Cultural Center. The Puerto Rican Cultural Center, located at 2546 West Division Street, right here in Chicago, is a community-based, grassroots, educational, health, and cultural services organization founded on the principles of self-determination, self-actualization, and self-sufficiency that is all activist-oriented. For more information on the work they do, give them a visit at their website at prcc-chgo.org. Again, that's prcc-chgo.org. Now, if you or anyone else you know would like to be a sponsor of the Paseo Podcast, please email us at paseopod at gmail.com. That's P-A-S-E-O-P-O-D at gmail.com. Tell them Joshua from Humble Park sent you. 